Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey, Meat. Ranch. What are you doing other than chewing blue chews? Chew it and do it, man. Yeah. Just uh, hanging out. My uh, my headphones keep cutting out on me. This happens This has been every a, week. a dilemma for a while now. Well, there's not much of a dilemma. You just get new headphones. Yeah, but headphones are expensive, Ranch. Can you buy me some? What are you talking can, about? Can Randy goes money? to Five Below and gets all kinds yeah, of headphones for cheap. I've also heard about people being shocked in this studio using certain headphones, so I'm really not going to trust those. No yeah, offense to Yeah, that happened to, to Ryder, but he has a nice pair of headphones. And I know. It, it, so it can happen to anybody. Just give me a loan. I got it. I got it. We'll figure it out. All I right, pal. What's the, uh, what's the prize today? Uh, on Sunday, August 25th, the Cardinals wrap up their series with the Rockies, and that day 30,000 fans 16 and older will take home a replica of the 1944 World Series championship ring, just like the one the players and coaches received 75 years ago. Tickets are available now at cardinals.com slash promotions. Sounds awesome. And really? our fighter today is Josh. What's happening, Josh? Oh, not much. Just pulled into work. How are you guys doing? You just pulled into oh, work. Oh, man. Night shift, huh? Oh, yeah. All right. Is it an important job like uh, security or something? No, it's shipping out groceries. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it's important. People have to get their groceries. Can you send some my way? I'll give you the answer. He, he, they don't yeah. have enough for you. What? Yeah. They, they ship by the pallet, I'm sure. Josh, do you have anything that we could put in meat's trough? Oh, there's plenty. All right. Well, hey, see? see? That's where they put all the spoiled food is in the trough. <laughs> I'll <laughs> eat it. I don't You'll care. You'll take care of it. Josh, do you think you can beat Randy today? Oh, we'll give it a whirl. All right, man. I believe in you. So here we go. Question number one. On this date... 20 years ago, Mark McGuire joined the 500 Home Run Club. Who was the last player to join that prestigious club? Was it Miguel Cabrera, David Ortiz, or Albert? Uh, Let's go with Albert. Question number two, Josh. Over the weekend, Justin Verlander became the seventh pitcher in Major League Baseball history to record nine 200 strikeout seasons. Who has the MLB record of 15 of those seasons? Is it Bob Gibson, Nolan Ryan, or Randy Johnson? Uh, Let's go with Randy Johnson. All right, question number three. Cody Bellinger hit his 100th career home run on Friday. It took him 401 games to accomplish that. Now, before Bellinger, the fewest games to 100 home runs by a Dodger was 422. Who was that? Was it Kirk Gibson? Matt Kemp or Mike Piazza? Ooh. Let's go Kemp. And question number four, our buddy Brad Thompson. He uh, he only gave up two career home runs to the Dodgers, believe it or not. Only? Um, only. That, only. There's no way that's not true. Shocker, but it it's got to be at least two. It doesn't stop there, Ronj. Unfortunately... Both of those home runs happened on the same day. Now that checks out. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That totally checks out. Josh, along with Wilson Bediment, which other Dodger got BT on May 4th, 2007? May 14th. May 14th, 2007. Uh, Was it Jeff Kent, Luis Gonzalez, or Nomar Garciaparra? 
Oh, let's go no more. All right, let's bring in Randy. Josh, how do you feel? Oh, about like the Cardinals. Mm, okay, oh, so uh, maybe a little better than average? Well, maybe. Do we have yeah, to say okay. two nice things about Josh? Oh, yeah, Josh. Now you have to say two nice things about uh, about the Cardinals since you said something mean. Well, I'll tell you what. I visited Chicago this weekend, and I went to the Brewers and the Cubs game, and I'll tell you what. Our stadium is hands down ten times better than Wrigley can ever be. Yes. That's okay. That's number one. What else? Number two would be... The parking at St. Louis is a hell of a lot better than it is anywhere else. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Those I are like two it. really like nice it. things about the Cardinals. Nicer stadium, easier parking. Randy, say hello to Josh. Hi, Josh. How are you today? Good, Megamon. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. Uh, Josh just got to work, mm-hmm. so we're kind of keeping him from getting to his duties. Good. I like but that. He's, but he's here ready to beat you. Love it. Trying to, okay. hopefully. All right. Question number one. Yes. On this date 20 years ago, Mark McGuire joined the 500 Homer Club. Hmm. Who was the last player to join that prestigious club? Wow. You know, McGuire, when he hit his 500th, there was a chance that Tony Gwynn could have gotten his 3,000th hit that same night. And he didn't. He left here with 29.99 and wound up getting number 3,000 in Montreal. But that would have been the only time that that happened in the same game. Last guy to get his... uh, 500th home run. It's it's either Albert or Poppy, and I think I'm going to go with uh, Poppy, Big Poppy, uh, David Ortiz. Question number two, Randy. Over the weekend, Justin Verlander became the seventh pitcher in Major League Baseball history to record nine 200 strikeout seasons. Who has the MLB record of 15 200 strikeout seasons? I'm going to go back to my old reliable Nolan Ryan. Pitched a long time. He pitched to his 46. Question number three. Cody Bellinger hit his 100th career homer on Friday. Took Mm -hmm. him 401 games to get there. Hmm. Before him, the fewest games to 100 by a Dodger was 422 games. Who was that? This is a good one. Yes. Nice job, Meat. Thank Um, you. 422 games to get to 100, huh? Yep. Dodger. Yeah. I'm going to go Mike Piazza. And question number four. Get ready for this one, Randy. Some shocking developments here. Brad Thompson, he only gave up two career home runs to the Dodgers. Believe that or not. Mm. Unfortunately, they both happened in the same game. Along with Wilson Betamit. Which other Dodger got BT on May 14th, 2007? I'll do the lifeline here. You have Jeff Kent, Luis Gonzalez, or Nomar Garciaparra. Um, I think I'll. I think I'll go with Nomar. We have a winner. Well, Josh, I imagine this is not how you wanted to start a work day. You got shut out today, my friend. Three to nothing. Randy with the win. It was David Ortiz, the most recent to 500 home runs, September 12, 2015. Albert uh, got there in 2014 in April. It was Nolan Ryan 
to uh, 200 strikeouts, the record of 15 times he has gotten to that mark. Mike Piazza in 422 games did reach the 100 home run mark for the Dodgers, and it was Jeff Kent that got BT on May 14th, 07. But to be fair to our good buddy, Brad Thompson, he went six and two-thirds that day and got the win. Strong. That is strong. That's great. So, Josh, we appreciate it today. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Have a great day at work, Josh. It is 411 in the fast lane. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Cardinals are in L.A., and we know one guy who will not be coming back with a California tan. BT is next on 101 ESPN. And question number four, our buddy Brad Thompson, he uh, he only gave up two career home runs to the Dodgers, believe it or not. Only? Un- only. That, there's no way that's not true. Shocker, but it it's got to be at least two. It doesn't stop there, Ronj. Unfortunately... Both of those home runs happened on the same day. Now that checks out. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That totally checks out. Josh, along with Wilson Bediment, which other Dodger got BT on May 4th, 2007? May 14th. May 14th, 2007. Uh, Was it Jeff Kent, Luis Gonzalez, or Nomar Garciaparra? All right, BT is with us from the City of Angels, where he will have the Cardinal call tonight with Dan McLaughlin on FS Midwest. BT, how you doing? It was Jeff Kent. You have uh, you have a good memory. <laughs> I, I think I, I thought it was Nomar. I said Nomar. No, no, it was Jeff Kent. It was dead center field, uh, and I remember it uh, very, very well. Nice guy, that Jeff Kent. Yeah, he's a real, uh, he's a real people pleaser. Jeff Kent was. <laughs> Why do you uh, remember it so well? Because I remember all the home runs, Randy. I mean, that's just kind of how the mind works. Uh, though the good times were few and far between, I don't remember any of those. But the home runs, uh, the, I remember those. Do you remember what you did in that game? I think I went uh, six or seven innings in a start. Six and two-thirds, you got the win. We'll take it. I love, so much love pitching at Dodger Stadium, dude. To me, it was uh, it was my favorite place to pitch outside of Bush. I just felt like when you were standing on the mound there, it felt like you were right on top of the hitter. There are some places where you just feel like you're in total control, and that was one of them. There are, there are also other places where you feel like you're throwing from second base. To me, Wrigley was always one of those where it just everything just felt bad about pitching there. Maybe it was because of all the day games, you know, uh, but uh, that, that could have been it. But Dodger Stadium is the best. What about Oakland? Did you ever pitch in Oakland? I, I would feel like I that did. probably feels that way too, doesn't it? You know what? It, uh, on the mound, I, I don't recall it feeling weird. But I do recall jogging off the mound into the dugout and then needing to get some water. It's like six it's really miles. <laughs> uh, BT, tonight the Cardinals and uh, arguably the best team in baseball, the Dodgers. Uh, the, as an organization, I think the Dodgers are doing the best job of anybody in the game. They're they're fantastic, and one thing that really well, heck, there's lots of things that pop out when you when you're looking at the Dodgers. But one is just their overall versatility. I mean, they've got like six or seven guys that can play multiple positions. Uh, Dave Roberts can mix and match his lineups, and it doesn't hurt when you've got an MVP candidate in Bellinger 
that is uh, right in the middle of things and hunting for a triple crown. I mean, it's ridiculous what he's been able to do. But you're right, man. They're, they're well-run top to bottom. They seem to – I mean, their draft picks have been really good. They've drafted and developed really well. They've also gotten different guys off of, uh, you know, basically the scrap heap. I mean, look what Turner has turned into. He's, he's been great for them. Look at Max Muncy. Chris Taylor is another guy, even though he's banged up right now, uh, that they've just kind of found those diamonds in the rough. And then they've got, you know, anchored by Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller. Thank goodness we're missing him. Just punched out 15 the other day. But uh, they're they're well run. They've got a great approach, and this is going to be a tough task for the Cardinals after dropping to an Oakland. And also, they're going to miss Ryu, who got put on the IL with some sort of neck issue. Does that, to you, sound like uh, them just giving him a little bit of rest? You know how the Dodgers have been manipulating that IL for the last few years. Yeah, that's a way nicer question than I thought you were going to ask. I, I thought it was going to be like, "Hey, you've probably been on the IL with a neck issue." Haven't I would you? never uh, do that. Well, I mean, I kind of heard the lead-up question, you know, in the in the four o'clock fight. Oh, that was all me. So I think that maybe maybe you would do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. You never want to say that somebody's not dealing with something. But I will say this right now with the with the lead that they have right now that the Dodgers have, and it, it's commanding. And I mean, barring some sort of catastrophic event, they're going to win the division now for the seventh year in a row. If you've got any one of your guys that's dealing with a little bit of something. They've got the liberty to put them on the IL, and they've got a, enough to be able to battle and still win games without them. So I think it's a smart move. You know, if Ryu is dealing with a little bit of something, maybe he just woke up one day and his neck was bothering him and said, hey, take 10 days off. Miss one, that's all that's going to happen for Ryu. Uh, he's having a monster year. He's got an ERA in the 1-5. So you want to keep that guy healthy. You want to keep this team ready for the postseason because we all know what it's been like the last couple of years. They've been dominant. They've been in the World Series, but they haven't been able to get over the hump. They're hoping this is a year. BT, we said before this stretch against really good teams started that if the Cardinals could win five or six out of the 11, that we'd be happy with it. They were 3-3 three and three at home. They lose those two. Now it's going to be hard to win two out of three in L.A. How do you feel about where this team is right now? Well, you know what? It's uh, Look, they've been playing good baseball leading up to this. Uh, I know that they've ran into some trouble. Certainly, interleague has not been uh, very good to the Cardinals here in the second half. One and four so far as far as interleague play, uh, play goes. But it's hard for me to completely uh, abandon ship on a team that was just in, in you know first place. So it is going to be tough, and you're right. I mean, that's what we talked about beforehand. That would be a good barometer of a successful trip. It's going to be really tough. And you think about it, maybe tonight uh, against their young starter, Gonsolin, might be their best chance. Uh, I, I know uh, being opposed by Michael Waka, but it's going to get tougher the next couple of days. They, they've got to, and I know Mike Schilt talked a lot about this uh, against Oakland, just can't shoot themselves in the foot because you do not have the liberty of doing so against the, the Dodgers team. If you give up free passes, they're going to make you pay. It was 15 walks in the two games, also three hit batters. So, I mean, you're giving up 18 free passes. That's going to bite you. And for Michael Walker, that's one thing that he's gotten better and better about recently is limiting his walks. It's going to be a big key. But, guys, I mean, winning a series here, while I know that they uh, they swept the Dodgers in St. Louis in the beginning of the season, it's going to be tough. So Waka is in this rotation until further notice. I'm sure they'd like him to to take this job and run with it so they don't have to make another decision before the end of the year. So for you, what would be – 
what's what sort of performance would be successful for him enough that they want to keep him in that spot? Quality starts. I mean, for me, that that's the main thing. If he can give you six innings, give up three or less, I think you're really, really happy about that. You know, the crazy thing with, with Michael Walker, and I don't know if this is a, a glaring like check uh, in the box of Michael or or more of one where you look at it and say, well, that's the uh, that's more of the rotation. But he's been your best starter on the road so far this year. So maybe that has something. ERA still, you know, in the fours, but he's been better than than everybody else. But if he can just give you innings, if he can get ahead, and that's what he's done recently out of the bullpen. In his last three, he's gone nine and a third, only given up two earned runs, and only one walk in that nine and a third. He was getting crushed for a while, like in June, just walking a bunch of guys. That's going to be the big key. But the problem is here with, uh, and this is most major league offenses, but guys, I mean, the Dodgers is a little bit different. I mean, they're one of the best offenses all in all of baseball, certainly the best one in the NL. You can't just lay strikes in there. So it's easy to say get ahead and command count, but you have to make quality pitches on strike one. And uh, even if you've got, I mean, these guys got great approaches, even with two strikes. I mean, it's going to be relentless. He's going to have to be mentally tough in this one. But as far as keeping his job, I think it's all about quality starts. BT, if your last name is Smith, with the knowledge that you've got the actor Will Smith, you've got the left-handed reliever Will Smith, now you've got the Dodgers catcher named Will Smith, do you name your child Will because of the success that those Will Smiths have had, or do you stay away from it because too many people have the name? So here's the the tough part with uh, Will Smith, the catcher now, who's tearing it up right now, uh, is uh, I was doing the same thing. I I was doing a little Google search earlier of Will Smith, and boy, did I have to go through it. you got to add more into the search engine. I mean, there are some names that you just throw in. Kershaw, boom, first thing, pops right up. Seeger, you got to go between him and his brother, but easy enough to find. Bellinger, certainly, he's the one that pops up. Uh, But Will Smith, I mean, I've got to do a lot of filtering to get there. So I would think, even though there's been a lot of success with the name of Will Smith, I feel like I would go the other direction and, you know, try a different first name. What do you guys think? I'd go with, like, Percy. Percy? Percy, huh? Percy Smith, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good name. Underused, too. I don't know too many Percys. That's why you'd find it on Google in a blink. Yeah, you're right. That's a good call. Maybe Percy will come back. Wasn't Percy the name of one of the murderers in In Cold Blood? Maybe I, I think saw so. That, so thanks for the spoiler. Oh well, it's it's. I mean, it's it's about murders. Oh yeah, it was a true story too. It's it's actually really good. There was a Percy Smith that lived from 1880 to 1945. That's the first one that comes up on Google. Ah uh, no, you know who Percy is? I think he was one of the prisoners in uh, the Green Mile. That's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he was the jerk. I can't remember. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, I guarantee we have a Percy listening. Text in at 65780. There, were two, there have been two Percys that played MLB, Percy Jones from 1920 to 1930, and Percy Coleman from 1897 to 1898. Uh-huh. I do think you want to yeah, stay away from, You want to stay away from Will Smith because that's a lot for your kid to live up to. So that's another good point. I think that's the bottom line. Well, Percy Harvin, we all remember having him on our fantasy team at one point or another. Yeah, he was supposed to be really good for a really long time. Yeah, he was. That didn't work out Not very so well. much. So, BT, with Matt Carpenter back in the leadoff spot for uh, for this team and, and Mike Schilt basically saying, you know, we haven't gotten a lot of production out of anybody, so he's, in, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, might as well just kind of throw him back into that mix. Do you, how long do you want to keep going with that if it doesn't work? 
Well, look, fortunately for me, um, I don't have the office, so I don't have to make that call because I think it's a really tough one. And I, I know it's a, a uh, kind of a crappy sample. It's basically saying, all right, well, he's just better than anybody else has been. To me, that's not like the best answer in the world. But honestly, when you have the hand that you have in front of you, maybe that's the one that makes sense. Uh, you know, so Matt Carpenter looked to, you know, looked better and better. He, you know, got himself a knock yesterday, and uh, you go with it. But if he looks like he did, you know, earlier before he ended up going on the IL, I don't see how you can continue to go that direction. Maybe you try something else. Colton Wong has been really good here recently. Dexter Fowler at least is an on-base, uh, you know, type guy. Uh, Randy Rosarena still tearing it up at AAA. I mean, I think that there are a lot of different options. I don't see, I don't think that you can go really far down this road. When you're at a game and a half out of first place, when you're a half game out of the wild card, you're going to have to see something there. Just because he's the best of what you've seen there recently doesn't always mean it's the best option. You might still have to tinker a little bit. And BT, we've loved what the Cardinal bullpen has done this year, but they'll have to be on in this series. The Dodgers have nine walk-off wins this year, and they've come from behind 32 times. Yeah, did it again yesterday. Uh, and uh, look, you're right. They're relentless, too. And that's the thing, and we hit on this a little bit before, but this team, like, they don't give in. They don't give in at all when it, when it comes to two strikes. They battle, they foul stuff off, they make pitchers work. And the bullpen has been a big-time strength. But there's not a there's no breathing room when it comes to the Dodgers lineup. So if you get through 3-4, and they mix up their lineup quite a bit, so whoever that ends up being, uh, you, you can't just breathe and say, all right, well, I got that. It's going to come down to big-time execution. And I'll tell you what's going to help out in this series again and not brain surgery here but it's the starters getting deeper into the ball games to give these guys an opportunity instead of having to go to the bullpen and wearing these guys out because every pitch is going to mean so much if the starters can get a little bit deeper give these guys a chance uh i, I think that this bullpen will fare just fine uh brad yeah we're sorry we made fun of you earlier no, it's okay. I figured uh, while I'm not there, as long as we're not playing the round of applause uh, when it says, oh, it's like, oh, Fastlane and Randy and, and Raj and Brad's out, and then everybody claps, as long as that's not happening, I'm pretty good. Not that, that we would do that with anybody else. I got to tell you, that's just not nice. I know. That's what I said. I can't, I can't believe you two do that when I'm away. It's just not that's nice. Not correct. I just said it hurts that we would never my feelings. Do that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, how's Danny Mac feeling? Danny was under the weather yesterday in Oakland. Is he any better today? I got to be honest with you. I have not seen Danny Mac yet. I got in late last night, uh, flew in from St. Louis. Uh, I'm going to the ballpark here in about a, a half hour. So I haven't seen him yet. I hope he's feeling great. If he's not, you might uh, you might just have to talk more tonight. Well, look, nobody needs that. I need Dan to do his talking. And hopefully we have fun stuff to talk about because – uh, it's not that much fun if you fall in a hole early and then you got to talk for three and a half to four hours about different stuff. Let's, let, let's talk about great stuff. But fingers crossed that Danny Mac is feeling fantastic. And you're going to have to talk over that sound system in the stadium, which is... Dude, that place is jumping. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It, it was... Yeah, uh, it yeah, I think when I was there, it, that system had been there for a year. And I don't know if they had figured out how loud it should be, but man, that that building is rocking. It is. It's uh, it's so loud. It reminds me of uh, well, and shoot, the the ballparks were both very old, but it was like Shay when you know that place was jumping. It had the just the stereo system in center field and just blaring. 
But it's a great atmosphere. It's a late arriving crowd in L.A. And I say that usually I say late arriving and I just am making fun of people's crowds. But this one's legit late arriving. Everybody's in traffic forever. They show up around the third or fourth inning and get to watch some baseball and in really good games. Uh, they leave early, too, as we've seen. But uh, it's, uh, it's a fun place to play. It's a great atmosphere. This Dodgers team has been so good now for the last decade. They've been, I mean, they're one of the best franchises in, in the game of baseball. So it's always fun when these two teams go at each other. And uh, it's going to be loud, but hopefully the Cardinals can quiet it down a little bit. We'll stay up until the end. We'll be watching. No, you won't. But uh, text me if you're still awake. I will, absolutely. All right, fellas. Have fun, man. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good to you guys. BBT. That's our friend, our partner, Brad Thompson, in L.A., and he will be with Dan McLaughlin tonight at 9 for the Cardinals and the Dodgers on FS Midwest. You know, it does really hurt my feelings when you cheer when I'm gone. I don't cheer. It's the crowd. It's the. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, that's how you feel. It's I, the gathering. It doesn't make me feel good about me. And How um, do you know what happens? You're always in Chicago. Somebody's told me. Really? Yeah. I, I, I get reports. Okay. Well, I never clapped. I Actually, just want I you to I, know that. BT doesn't clap. I think it was Barnes. Oh, they clapped? No, he told me. Oh, yeah. There's a huge crowd that gathers outside the studio. I feel very mistreated. Yeah. Coming up next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN, you can mistreat the Cardinals as long as you promise to say <laughs> something nice. Your chance to get something off of your chest. You can say anything you want about the club, but you have to say two nice things, too. Like, okay. I hate the fact that Matt Carpenter is a leadoff hitter now because I don't think he's a leadoff hitter anymore. As a matter of fact, I think he's terrible. That being said, he has a magnificent beard, and the Cardinals have a pitcher with great hair. See, those are two really nice things. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing we want to hear from you here on 101 ESPN. You're next. That's Jeffrey. I think that was two nice things. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. I and counted two. You, you can, and if you want to do three nice things, four nice things, and no negative, you can. Oh yeah, sure. You, you don't have to say you, something you, negative. If you're a sunshine lollipops person, yep, we would love to have you join us with the mic drop feature on the all, 101 ESPN app. Randy, I think all we care about is hearing what's in your heart. Yeah, tell us what's in your heart. Let's start with Chris here on 101 ESPN. I'm so tired of the Cardinals not improving themselves midseason when they are in contention for a playoff spot. It's garbage. Most of the other contenders try to improve their club with significant in-season moves, and the Cardinals just don't do it. Um, The alternative to not making a move doesn't have to be a bad move. Um, I don't understand it. On the nice side, Moe's bow tie collection is pretty sweet, and their powder blue uniforms coming back is awesome. There you go. So, see, those are two really nice things. Yep. And I, I really do like the alternate powder blues. I know that we talked last week. I I didn't expect them to be like they were going to be last time, and I like what they've done. I just wanted the uh, the pullovers for nostalgia for me because mm-hmm. I grew up with that, yeah. you know, with, with the, I got that. the pullovers. Mm-hmm. I like those. Paul is next on 101 ESPN. Man, two nice things. Let's see. The Cardinals opened their doors for the Blues fans. That was nice. And the blue uniforms are nice. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Uh, Marp's got to go. Don't know why he's brought up in the first place. Don't know why he was put straight in the leadoff spot. But, hey, got one hit. Woohoo! And Mo has got to go. I'm tired of hearing the excuses every year. Um, yeah, we great. You tried to do something. Actually do it. Jockety would have gotten stuff done. We need somebody new. 
There you go. That was two bad things. Yeah, he's allowed. There's two good things and two bad things. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, you are. Whatever. Hey, whatever's in your heart, but you have to give us two nice things. Yeah. That the Cardinals do. Yeah. And this is a different time than when Walt Jockety was the GM. It's not the the same. It's the the ability to go get players is not what it was. And remember, the Cardinals didn't really build a system under Walt Jockety, which is something that you have to do now. You That team that Walt put together that was in town last week was almost all imported. You can't just build an imported team anymore. No, but you, you better build from within and supplement. I'm just not sure if they've built from within well either. And some of the guys they did have, they don't have any longer. That's true. Let's go to Eric now. Randy, meet. I like how the Cardinals think Matt Carpenter can go two for 26 with 87 strikeouts against double-A pitching, and now we can just lead off first day back from the I.L. That's awesome, idiots. But I do like the way Mike Schilt takes his hat off during interviews while he's inside the clubhouse. That's very respectful. And Mo has taught me many, many big words. I had to look them up to see what they meant. But thanks. Arbitrage. See? That's nice. Yeah. Those are two really good things. Schilt does do that sometimes, doesn't he? I didn't know that was out of respect. Uh, Maybe. I I don't know if it is, but it it can come off that way. Because sometimes, who was it that, uh, oh, Bum Phillips, when he he used to wear a cowboy hat on the sidelines. He was the coach of the Oilers and then the, the Saints. Both teams played in domes, and he would wear a cowboy hat for outdoor games, but for home games, he wouldn't. And somebody asked him why one time, and he said, because my mama told me not to wear a hat inside. Do you think Major League Baseball would have an issue with somebody in the dugout wearing a cowboy hat? If it was a manager, no. But well, no, it's probably not the official. What if the old get the old get red the, Augie, Bur- Augie Bush? That'd be cool. Cowboy or hat. that one they gave away a couple of years ago, that Cardinal cowboy hat. That was a straw great. cowboy hat, right? Yeah, I think Danny Max got it as as his uh, Twitter uh, icon. Check it out. Okay, Jeff, you're on 101 ESPN. Pros, we've got great base running. First to third, high stolen base percentage. The defense has been cleaned up. We have a manager who can finally manage a bullpen. Wonderful. The negatives. The fans. We're stupid. We're idiots. They draw $3 million plus every year, and they're making money hand over fist between that ballpark village and regional cable network television and the merchandise. Yet we keep giving them more and more money for a product that does not deserve it. It's not the World Series or bust anymore. Well, Cardinals fans are loyal, and there is a, just saw today actually, the updated numbers through 54 home games, the Cardinals have the second most people who have paid for tickets this season behind the Dodgers, who I believe have either 55 or 56 games played. So, and the Cardinals are just right behind them. So they are doing very well at getting people to pay for tickets. Yes, they are. That's because they're the BFIB. Yeah, well. Christopher is next. You guys keep calling him Marp. Should be more like Barf. Guy can't hit. I know he's a hard worker, but that's what he needs to do. Go down to AAA and work hard to become a hitter. He can't hit. So I don't get to keep my job when I don't do it. So go send him down again. Let him figure it out. But he is a hard worker, and he has good salsa. That's true. You think the salsa thing was a negative, ultimately? Why? Because his performance really hasn't been... Is great. I think it's the cereal. Okay. You think the he should shave his beard? Year. Somebody said today he should shave his beard. 
he should change something up. I don't know what it is. Uh, probably going from not getting hits to getting hits. That's the thing I would change start. up. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to Mike, who's got a mic drop for us. I love listening to Fast Lane with Randy and BT yeah. and, and, and Ron. How many people are there? <laughs> Sounds like a big crowd. I think that's really nice. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. It's great. Uh, let's get to Joe on 101 ESPN. Moe's bow ties are stupid. He and the front office have a tentative grasp on analytics and prospect management. Schilt doesn't know what to do with the leadoff guy. But gosh dang it, Miles has a great mustache. And Dexter Fowler, I like him. He's got a nice smile. He's very personable. He's got a nice smile. Yeah. Dexter Fowler does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. I think those are from the heart. I do, too. And I can get down with that. And David. I think Jose Martinez is hilarious in the locker room and seems like a really nice guy. However, Jose Martinez is our right fielder. What does that say about the Cardinals? I don't know. That they need another outfielder? Yeah, they do. I like him. And I it, it's easy to root for him. Oh, he's a swell guy. Right. He's just he's not really producing. He did. Last year he was great. Cardinals and have, early this season yeah. he was good. These uh extensions that the Cardinals give out and his extension is fine. It was a two year extension. But they have not been particularly strong with the extension game throughout. No, and sometimes I feel like it's really premature and they don't have to do it. But they do it anyway, like the Carpenter extension. Mm-hmm. That was not smart. No. Thanks for your mic drops. We love hearing you on 101 ESPN. And whenever, whenever we're talking and if you disagree with something or if you think of something funny to tell us, use the mic drop feature. We'll always be monitoring that here at 101 ESPN. Where is that mic drop? On your 101 ESPN app oh, on your phone. What a great app. Yeah. Download it. It's free. Really? Yeah. Huh. You don't have to pay for the 101 ESPN well, app. You get I'm, all that content I'm for gonna, nothing. I'm going to download that baby then. How do you not already have it downloaded? I don't know. Well, download it right now. All right. And then everybody else listening should do the same. Okay. It's a good app. You'll like it. Okay, thank and you. it's free. Okay. We'll put it to work now. Coming up, Tom Brady will never, ever go away. What's next on 101 ESPN? <laughs> This is the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN, live from the Car Shield Studio. Just had a great history, and um, you know I love playing quarterback here. I love this team, organization, Mr. Kraft, Jonathan, Coach Belichick, all the coaches, all the players, the focuses this year, and what we got to do. So that's where I'm focused. That's all that really matters in the end, and uh, that's what this team expects me to put everything into it, like I always have. And I'm really excited for the year. That is 42-year-old Tom Brady who just signed a two-year contract extension through the 2021 season that'll pay him $23 million this year. He was set to make $15 million before the deal. Eight, the $8 million increase will make Brady the sixth-highest-paid quarterback in the league, tying him with Drew Brees. Not one year has Tom Brady been the highest-paid quarterback or the highest-paid player in the NFL, and the Patriots get an additional $5.5 million of salary cap space this year. It's remarkable, and we know that NFL contracts generally aren't worth the paper that they're written on, but here you are signing a guy who's 42 years old, 
for essentially three full seasons, the 19, 20, and 21 seasons. He did say he wanted to play till he was 45, didn't mm-hmm. he? I think there's a pretty good chance that happens. Um, I don't know if he'll still be starting games in a couple of years when this contract expires, and he could still become a free agent next year, right, After twenty in 2020? Isn't that uh, – or they can't franchise tag him. That's what right. it is. So he's still going to be set, and it's amazing that he's never really pushed for more, that he's just comfortable being in the position he's in, and he says, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I want to make sure that I'm on a good team. And I, I don't know, maybe that's wishful that that's how they've been treating him and that he is totally okay with that, but it sure sounds like he's fine with it. I, just, I can't believe he hasn't pressed for more. It seems like he is. He was asked if he would have wanted more certainty. It's really the reality for most guys in the NFL. You know, I don't want to think that I'm any different than everyone else. Like, it's football's a tough business. It's a production business, and um, I'm ready to go this year, and that's really what, what matters, and that's where my focus is. It's, it's a unique situation I'm in, you know. I'm 20th year with the same team and, uh, you know, be 42 years old. So pretty much uncharted territory, I think, for everybody. You know, I'm going to go out there and, and do the best I can this year and, and see what happens. Would you like to have had a little bit more certainty? I'm really not worried about it. You know, I'm secure for this year, and um, I think at least I get some fir- a few first-team reps out there. So, uh, you know, let's go out there and, and try to do the best I can. That is amazing to hear a guy, and obviously he and his wife have made tons and tons of money, but almost every other athlete has that ego that, oh, i got to be the highest paid, and he's never had that. That's incredible from a quarterback, I think. Every you know, other quarterback has has had the biggest contract. Every other good quarterback, whether it's Rodgers or Breeze or Derek Carr or even Jimmy Garoppolo, his former backup, backup, all those guys at one time have been the highest paid quarterback in the league. Matt Ryan, all, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. all of those guys. And I have to believe that in the end, uh, he's going to end up making. Let's see, I got to find out what his career earnings are, but he's going to end up being, he's going to do okay. Even if it's not from salary, it's going to be from everything else that he's involved in. His TV 12 method, I'm sure, does really well for him. Any endorsements that he's done, he's going to be perfectly okay, and I think he knows that. But it is still pretty incredible. You've got somebody who's at the level he's at. And and I don't know, Randy, maybe he just feels like he's lucky. You know, he's clearly good. He knows what he's doing, Mm -hmm. and he's great within that system. Um, So maybe it's just a situation where he knows that he's not only is he good at what he does, but he's also very fortunate to be where he is. Maybe he just recognizes it. And like a lot of athletes, he's pretty much in charge of that organization. When they wanted, when he wanted Garoppolo moved, they moved Garoppolo. I'm sure that Robert Kraft will do pretty much anything to keep Tom Brady happy. And they have six Super Bowls with Brady as the quarterback. Three of them are tainted, certainly, but... The fact of the matter is they've got those Lombardi trophies sitting in there and Kraft is willing to pay, whether that's through generous deeds to Brady or just being generous. $212 million in his career. He's made just in football salary. So, yeah, he's he's doing just fine and he's going to be taken care of for the rest of his life. And you mentioned his wife and what and what Giselle brings in. She does incredibly well. So it's not like they're ever going to struggle for money. But you, you still think that when you're in the position he's in, you just naturally want to cash in as best you mm-hmm. possibly can as quickly as you can because you know it could be over soon for you. Well, he's well past being over soon. Played 19 years in this league. 
I'm going to be Richard here. Can you look up Sam Bradford's career earnings? <laughs> Nine years in the NFL. Uh, and granted, he suffered injuries and he wasn't put in a good situation. Tom Brady has been put in the ideal situation for himself, and he's made that situation better by taking less money so that the team can spend money, for example, on offensive linemen and the, and Rob Gronkowski, things like that. But just look at where he was drafted in the sixth round in 2000 and then compare that to Bradford, who was number one overall in 2010, and I'll bet the average per season for Bradford is similar to what Brady's is. Okay, so in nine seasons, he has totaled $130 million. And and in 20 seasons, Brady's at 212. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so it's not even double. No. $82 million. Yeah. Damn, man. Sam did well. I think he did. That's great work if you can get it. It sure is. Randy. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Next up, the Detroit Tigers have been awful for half a decade, but they have multiple chances to fix it and miserably failed. That's next before Take It or Leave It on 101 ESPN.